I'm shook. Welcome to the Holly Shook podcast. I'm Armin, and I'm joined as always by the greatest podcast co-host of all time, maybe, possibly so, Ryan Alkar. How are you, Ryan? Hey, Army. It's Ryan. Thanks for having me back. Not your choice. It's our podcast. I'm here every time. But I'm so happy regardless. <laughs> Having you back as if you're a guest on your own podcast. That's just rich, right? It's really rich. And it's also my podcast. I created it. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Drop the hour right now. <laughs> uh, what's up? I'm so excited to be doing a historic podcast today. Well, you're doing it, but. Yeah, thanks for blowing that. I'm supposed to introduce that fact, but I guess the cat is out of the bag. Although it should be anyway with the title. Yeah, I think we've gotten some comments on that where we play the guessing game, but everyone knows what it is already because there's a whole graphic and title explaining what it is. Yeah, we haven't figured out how to avoid that because we could have a title that doesn't address what happens in the episode, but then how do people find it? Yeah. And how how do people know what they're getting into? Yeah. I mean, look, the guessing game isn't for our listeners. The guessing game is for us. Sometimes, you know, we need to have things that we enjoy. Is is that okay? Does everything have to be about the listeners? I'm I'm tired of that. I mean, listeners, we love you. 99% of this is for you. Guessing game, it's for us. Yeah, we do enough for you guys, okay? Give us one thing. Do we have to reintroduce, like, the guessing game and the historic scandal podcasts since we haven't done them in a while um yeah why not why not okay it's kind of simple this is where uh we talk about a historic celebrity scandal not a current celebrity scandal and the way we do this is one of us will break down the celebrity scandal and the other person doesn't know which scandal the other host is breaking down that's why we start off with the guessing game Guessing game. And once again, this is for us, okay? So the next... I don't want to give a time frame because sometimes we guess a little quicker than we do other times. Um, But just keep in mind, the guessing game is not for you, okay? So if it's not the most entertaining part, then that's not our fault, okay? You'll get through it and then you get to the good stuff. Normally the reviews say they love the guessing game. They just wish that they could guess along with us. That's what our review in the New York Times said. So, Famously. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the New York Times. Thanks for that review. Yeah. Um, we're, we're trying to create a workaround, but yeah, haven't found it yet. So should we get into the guessing game, Ryan? Yeah, let's get into the guessing game. That's the official um, jingle. I love that it jingle. Changes. It's the exact same notes every time. Exact same medley. So just get used to that. Yeah, that's actually pre-recorded. We just insert it there. It's not just done in uh, an improv fashion by you while we podcast. Yeah, no, it's totally recorded. That's why it sounds pretty much flawless, on key. Um, my EP is coming out eventually, so yeah. Ooh, do you have a date? Eventually. <laughs> and it's just going to be me singing all the titles of our Holly Shook segments. Over and over. Oh, I love that so much. A Holly Shook soundtrack EP. I love that. Yeah, we could even do covers. We could do Dixie Chicks. Or we could do The Chicks. Right. Co- Drop the Dixie. The chi- We can do The Chicks covers. We can do Mariah Carey covers. We can yeah. do Shania Twain covers. 
We have covered a lot of musicians on the Holly Shook podcast, haven't we? We're heavy on the, like, we've had this discussion a million times. We've got a lot of musical scandals. Kanye Taylor Swift? We don't speak about him. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into the guessing game. Rai, do you need to do the music again? The guessing game. Yep, that was exactly what I did twice already. Thank you for that. Thank you for inserting that pre-recorded sound. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, you're guessing, Rai. So let me give you a little uh, hint, right? That's how these start off, right? With a hint? We do hints, yeah. Or do you just guess? Is that how we do it? You just like guess wildly? Like, to what I'm going to do? No, no, no. You um, you give hints, yeah. Okay. This scandal took place... Michael Jordan. <sighs> Shit, how'd you know? Does he even have a scandal? Oh, he has a few. Okay. Uh, no, it's not Michael Jordan. Good guess. This scandal took place during the last decade, 2010 to 2019. Okay, so I was alive. You were alive. Do you want to make a guess right now, or do you need more hints? Um, more hints, probably. Okay. I know there's only been like one or two scandals in the past 10 years, but I'd rather narrow it down just a little more. Fair enough. What do you want to know? Do you want to know a little bit more about the scandal or the people involved in the scandal? So I want you to have a little say in how the hints go. Wow, this is way more work than I was planning on doing today. I've... I already have three glasses of wine. Um, I'm going to go, give me some people, people info. Guess what? Every person involved in this scandal is a musician. Okay. Isn't that funny that we were just riffing on musicians and this scandal happens to involve musicians? Isn't that great? That's good. That's the universe saying, good job, buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, do you need more hints? Yeah, I need more hints because like in my head, I'm, I'm like, is it? It, is it just about one specific musical group? Is it about mm-hmm. multiple different musicians? You know, I need more hints. It is about three distinct musicians. Okay. okay. One male artist and two female artists. Do okay. you need more? <laughs> yeah. I, I never guess <laughs> it correctly. Like, you could literally give me a mad lib and the only thing missing is the name of the artist i still won't guess it correctly i just want to slowly narrow the scope right okay 2014 is when this scandal took place 2014 okay like uh okay uh okay so i'm trying to think (gasps) do you have it wait Wait, is it miley cyrus no it's not i Uh, i leave the miley stuff to you right yeah thank you i was gonna I was going to punch you through the fucking computer screen if you took the Miley Cyrus scandal. I was going to be pissed. I would never do that to you. Seriously. <laughs> I know how much you love Miley. Brand um, loyalty here. I My brand is Miley. Um, this took place at a Met Gala after party. Is it Beyonce? Further. Go further. In, in the elevator? Yes. Ra, you did it. Wee! <laughs> I wonder how oh quickly the listeners okay. wow, got it. We're really we're getting into it here, aren't we? Okay, how dumb was that, by the way? I was like, I wonder how quickly the listeners got it. They got it right away because they saw the title of this episode. It is their pictures are on their phone screens right now. <laughs> um, yes, okay. we are talking about the elevator incident between Jay Z, Beyonce, and Solange. 
Damn, we're getting into it. That was 2014? May 5th, 2014. Cinco de Mayo, y'all. Too many tequila shots in that elevator. (laughs) Do you remember where you were when you found out about this scandal? And you wouldn't have found out about this scandal, if this helps jog your memory, until exactly one week later on May 12th. Damn. Okay, 2014. So I would have just finished my junior year of college because we usually got out around the first week of the first week or two of May. I don't remember where I was. I remember exactly where I was. Okay. Where were you? I was on campus my last year of college. I remember I was on campus and I was browsing through my phone. I think walking between two classes and or walking to class, I think. And I see the news, and I actually call Camille because, as you know, Camille is the biggest Beyonce fan. Yeah. And I'm like, did you see this? What do you think? She hadn't. I texted to her. I still haven't forgotten that day. That was major news, people. It feels very distant and faint and almost as if it never happened. I mean, when you tell people elevator incident, they obviously remember it was huge. It really dominated... I think the pop culture airwaves for a long time. However, obviously Jay-Z and Beyonce have moved so far past it not to get ahead of ourselves here. Well, it also feels, I know what you're saying with like when it was happening, it was huge news because it was, it's hard to remember it being so big now because they've moved so far past it. And like, obviously her album Lemonade kind of stemmed from this incident and its surrounding info that I assume you will give us a rundown of. Um, That may or may not be why I'm here. May or may not be. It's not why I'm here. Um, I also think, and well, this is kind of jumping ahead too a little bit, but my initial reaction is the reason it was so big is because, and correct me if I'm wrong, But to me, Beyonce was like the anti-scandal, queen of poise, queen of kind of a clean image. Like even to this day when you find out Beyonce being a little bit, you know, raunchy outside of her music, it's like you're not used to seeing that because she is like this pseudo royal figure that we all are like, oh my God, she's queen bee, like. She can do no wrong. She is the epitome of class. And not to say what this incident, you know, takes away from any of that, but it, it was so out of character for, like, this group of people. No, that was absolutely a factor. And I think she still maintains that image today. Um, but this was, I guess you could call it a blemish. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like anyone actually, like, it didn't, hurt her image at all. Like, I don't think a single person was like, that crazy bitch, she's so psycho. Like, everyone was like, you know what, good for her. Like, she did what she had to do. (laughs) I don't even know, like, honestly, we need to just get into it because I don't even remember, like, the details of it anymore. I just know. Elevator, Solange, there's a picture from them exiting it. (laughs) But what you brought up was important, right? Because... Beyonce has carefully crafted her public persona 
arguably more than any other modern superstar. And that plays a role in all of this for sure. And I think that played a role definitely in how the tabloids reacted to this scandal. I think it definitely created a a different sort of shock factor to the fans. No doubt about it. That matters. And like you said, I don't think people perceive Beyonce as having any sort of things on her record at all. Yeah, I would say any other like quote unquote scandal or tabloid thing usually surrounds her music or her performance or her appearances at, at events. The biggest other scandal, if you even want to call it this, that she's involved with to me is like the Kanye West Taylor thing of like calling out her video, but that's not even anything she did. She just like happened to be there. Yeah. Collateral damage in that one. Um, There's also the pregnancy scandal, which is pure innuendo. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's more so just a story that of course people are going to pay attention to, but it's irresponsible speculation. It's irresponsible speculation, hashtag TM, hashtag copyright, hashtag everything else. Um, and I have to say, by the way, this scandal that we are about to cover, Rai, includes tons of irresponsible speculation. Because this scandal really doesn't have a clean resolution to it in terms of story. Yeah, There is really only irresponsible speculation, but there are a lot of dots to connect. This mm-hmm. podcast may have a follow-up episode to it. Um, But I still think it is iconic enough, and I think we have enough story to do a historic scandal here. I agree. Let's fucking go. So who's Beyonce? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, these people don't need any introduction, right? I mean, everyone knows who Jay-Z is. Everyone knows who Beyonce is. Everyone knows who Solange is, right? Um, All three incredibly successful artists. Um, You know, Jay-Z's career dates back to the 90s a hugely successful uh, rapper. It's also worth noting that he's an incredibly successful entrepreneur as well. He has done everything in business, basically. He launched RockAware um, in 99. He co-owns the 4040 Club. At one point, he was a part owner of the Brooklyn Nets. He uh, founded an entertainment agency, Rock Nation. He also founded a sports agency, Rock Nation Sports, and that's actually why he sold his ownership of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, He also has a high-profile partnership with the NFL. I'm sure you've seen a little bit of that. No, but okay. (laughs) Good. Proud of him. I thought he made a song or two. That's about the extent of what I knew Jay-Z did, and... Kind of was part of title, but title is a flail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jay Z is sort of a big deal, right? Beyond music. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's Beyonce's husband. What else do we need to know? He's also worth a billion dollars. Yeah, billion billion. <laughs> now, who is Beyonce? You may ask. Right? Are you asking that question? I think you did. I would never, ever, even utter those words from my mouth, even though I did as a joke about two minutes ago. Another global superstar. She rose to fame as a part of the group. Do you, do you know the name of this group, Bri? Or do you need me to spell it out for you? Um, I'll spell it out for you. TLC, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hate myself. Uh, you should. Um, no, Destiny's Child. Oh, right, I heard of them. Yeah, you missed that one. They 
were huge. And then Beyonce went solo and became even bigger. She has arguably had the most successful music career of all time. Yeah. All of her studio albums have sold at least one million copies. Her Coachella performance was legendary. She acted, if you remember. How could I forget? She has acted many a times. Gold member, Austin Powers gold member. That was fun. All right, well, there's... <laughs> yes, that, that. <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I forget that there's a straight host and a gay host to this because obviously my first instinct is Dreamgirls. She was in Dreamgirls. <laughs> See, I would have never thought of that performance. That's ridiculous of you to say. I go and... straight to Austin Powers' gold member. <laughs> oh, God. But there's... famously great in Dreamgirls. <laughs> yeah. I just sometimes forget there's a disconnect between the two <laughs> the two genders, straight and gay. <laughs> <laughs> but the disconnect creates podcast magic. Exactly. Such as that. Um, there's also, and this is a, a lesser known, I, I actually, this is a movie that like you may or may not even know. It's from a long, long, long time ago before Dreamgirls. It's called Obsessed. Did you ever see Obsessed? No. It's uh, fucking Beyonce, Idris Elba, before Idris Elba was like really big. And I want to say it's Ali Larder. I don't know her name. I'm pretty sure it's the girl who plays the the girl in Legally Blonde who Elle Woods is trying to get out of prison for murdering her husband. Whatever. Long story. This is getting gayer as I go. Uh, <laughs> Legally Blonde is a great movie, though. I mean, obviously. But there's this movie called Obsessed, and Beyonce plays, like, Idris Elba's girlfriend or wife or something. Is she obsessed in that movie? He's obsessed, but then he's cheating on her with, like, this other girl. And there's this epic fight scene in their huge mansion house, and Beyonce just fucking beats the shit out of this other girl. And it's so good. I saw it in theaters, but it's, like, a terrible movie but it's like so good because Beyonce has like an epic fight scene. Um, So yeah, just, you know, talking about movie history here. See, that's something Beyonce would never do today. Speaking of how she carefully crafts her career and her image. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think it's this weird, like enigma of a movie because it does not fit in with Beyonce's like brand. But, um, and I'm not, I'm being dead serious. I don't remember a single thing about the movie except the fight scene. Um, you can Google it. You can YouTube it. It's funny, though, right? When I was actually researching for the Mariah Carey podcast, I was watching a lot of different TRL interviews because of the whole TRL incident with Mariah Carey, right? Right, 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 right. And I stumbled across a few Beyonce TRL interviews. And it's funny because young Beyonce doesn't have a sense of her coming stature as a celebrity. Mm-hmm. She is very much like almost any other typical celebrity. And she is doing these interviews and she is trying to do publicity for her albums or or singles or whatever she was promoting at the time. It's funny because that's so different than today where yeah. she does stuff like do a stealth drop of an entire album. Like who could yeah. really pull that off nowadays? Nobody, right? And she right. did that with the self-titled Beyonce album in 2013. That's another day I I won't forget when she dropped that that was huge that was a big fucking deal only Beyonce could really pull that off now 
But Beyonce wasn't always the Beyonce we know today. There's been an evolution in her persona for sure. And, you know, to be honest, she was never really comfortable doing the interviews. She is, ironically, for all the fame that she has, an introvert. Yeah, and I was going to say earlier that she's very private. Like, that's why I think another reason of this scandal being so big was it was like a weird glimpse behind the curtain where when she does do like public appearances, she's putting on like the Beyonce public appearance face. Um, yeah, we don't really, we don't get to see her crack very often. No, no, not for a while. Right. I think when she was young, when she was a part of destiny's child, when she was first going solo, she was operating like, like almost every other celebrity. But once she knew she struck big with the solo career she was on her way all of that stuff was just working operating at the highest of levels she was like okay i don't need to do this old game i don't need to go on trl like that's beneath me and so when this scandal happened in 2014 it had been about nine to ten years since we got frequent you know public appearances by beyonce like like we used to at least yeah Agreed. After that, it became carefully managed, like a special interview with Vogue or whatever. Yeah, or like seven Super Bowl performances in a row. <laughs> low-key shit like that. Just really low-key. So uh, then there is Solange, before I get into Beyonce and Jay-Z's relationship, because I think it's worth going into their relationship a little bit. Solange is Beyonce's sister, if you all didn't know. But she is also a singer, a songwriter, a producer. She has had a very strong solo career herself. She has high critical acclaim and a very strong, dedicated fan base. I actually saw Solange perform at FYF and her fans are rabid. This is underrated because I think people talk about the the Bayhive so much, but Solange fans are hardcore. The Soul Hive, if you will. The Soul Hive. I like I've I've never been a huge fan. Honestly, I'm I love Beyonce, but I've never been like she's not like I don't know every single Beyonce song in existence, you know. But I never got like as into Solange either, and I have friends who are huge Solange fans, and they like die on the hill of like, oh my god, it's the best fucking music ever, and everything I've heard by her, I've I've loved. I've actually. Um, I heard a song by her, it's from 2012, called Losing You. I heard it just over the winter for the first time. And like, I think it was the only song I listened to for like three weeks. It's so good. So Solange, she just has a very different style. She's not as mainstream. She's not as poppy. She's definitely more R&B, which I think is great. Because like, why would you want to, you know, be just like your sister? And she has, you know, she gets like, not flack, but you know, to live under, the, like, to be Beyonce's sister would be so crazy. But she's really made her own and has this crazy strong fan base and, like, amazing music. So she must have, it's kind of a crazy life to live. And she's definitely not riding coattails. She is extremely talented. And, and like you said, she's not as famous because she just doesn't do top 40 stuff. Yeah, her music just not, it's not built to be as popular as Beyonce's is. Um, but, and she's talented in her own way. Like her voice is very different. You can tell that they have similar tones because obviously they're sisters. Um, but her style is so different and unique and her voice is 
her voice is a lot more soothing. She does like her music's very soothing. Whenever I listen to it, I'm just like, this is vibey. Like I like to like play it when I'm just like hanging out. But I just I don't know. I'm like I give her even more credit just to like be able to hold her own against, like we said earlier, arguably the most successful, you know, singer of at least our generation. Oh yeah. Because I think what Beyonce does that's so unique is that she marries the commercial success with the critical acclaim. She isn't just like a commercial hack. Yeah. She actually makes good music. It just happens to be that that good music is also mainstream and super popular. For sure. And it's top 40 and gets played on the fucking radio 24-7 and at every bar and every wedding and everything you go to. Which is wild. Also love that all the single ladies plays at every single wedding. It it feels like a song that's the antithesis of wedding, but it still plays at every single wedding. Yeah, but I feel like that's like the time in the wedding when like all the single ladies like go to the right. dance floor and all the boys are like on the outside being like hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to a lot of weddings. I literally have not been to weddings. I just assume that's how they are. We were actually at a wedding together in uh, February. It was hardly a wedding. (laughs) True. Good point. Um, But let's get into Jay-Z and Beyonce's relationship a little bit. Right? Just to add some context to the elevator incident. They first met in 1999 or 2000. Um, We don't have an exact date on it, uh, but Beyonce has said that they met when she was 18 years old. So... It has to be sometime between September of 99 and August of 2000. Uh, They began dating when uh, Beyonce was 19 years old. Uh, She said, quote, We were friends first for a year and a half before we went on any dates. She told this to Oprah. Quote, We were on the phone for a year and a half, and that foundation is so important for a relationship. Just to have someone who you just like is so important and someone who is honest, end quote. That's so weird that they started dating when she was 18. How old was he? He is 11 years older, so he was about 29, 30. Wowzers. It's a bit of an age gap. In 2002 to 2003, speculation started to arise about their relationship. I don't know if you remember this, Rai, but they never really became public. I don't like remember it, but I feel like it is a part of my thoughts on them is that they were never like, it wasn't like a Brad and Angelina thing where it was like, they're together. And like everyone, Nick was talking about it. So this is obviously not something I think about every day. You know that Twitter meme where it's like, I think about this once a day. Yeah. I don't think about this once a day, but when I was doing research for this podcast, it really jogged my memory um, because... That was one of the things that I think generated a lot of interest in Jay-Z and Beyonce was that they never actually went public. They were talked about a lot, not Brad Angelina levels, but since I think they were so secretive, I think that that mystery actually caused a lot of intrigue in Jay-Z and Beyonce because people were never really sure, are they exclusive? Are they just together casually uh, or are they super super serious and you know they're living a double life 
it caused rampant speculation because they didn't tell anybody anything. Um, again, they started to date in 2000. The speculation didn't really begin until 2002, 2003. Right. And that was because of the two songs that they did together, Bonnie and Clyde, and then Crazy in Love. And mm. they really seemed to have obvious chemistry. Yeah. Um, do you remember those those songs, Ryan? Crazy, crazy in Love is one of my favorite Beyonce songs. I'm so crazy in love. But we'll go with that. <laughs> that's that's how the song went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you denying that's how the no, song no, no. went? No, that's how it went. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, it was right on key, just like my <laughs> opening song was. Very <laughs> on tune. Um, in 2003, Jay-Z said in an interview with Playboy that they're just friends. Wow. So he's outright lying about their relationship. Kind of giving me fuckboy fuck boy vibes. Uh, they went on... No, no, not at all. They Again, this speaks to your earlier point, Rai. Beyonce, and by extension, Jay-Z, um, has carefully crafted the image. Obviously, as a team, as a unit, every you know move they make, I think, is a monumental business decision. Yeah. Um, this is obviously the early days, 2002, 2003, but it's funny to see the seeds being planted for that sort of approach to PR. Yeah. Um, they appeared on a TRL together. Speaking of TRL um, <laughs> and Beyonce was wearing uh, Jay-Z's Yankees cap again, just fueling the speculation, but they are staying hush about what's actually going on. They won't acknowledge that they're actually in a relationship. Aye, aye, aye. Oprah said at one point, to Beyonce in 2013 about their relationship, Beyonce and Jay-Z's relationship. She said, quote, I remember the first time you were on the Oprah show, I told you, don't go around telling people who you're dating, end quote. So it looks like Beyonce took Oprah's advice to heart. I mean, if Oprah gives you advice, you, you take it, you know? You don't really let that slide by. That and the car. Right. I mean, look. You both. get advice, you get advice, you get advice, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Ideally, you got both, in my I, opinion. I think I'd rather have the latter. I don't really need the advice. I'd love a car. Well, you you need you do need some advice. You think I need advice, right? Are you trying to tell me something? I'm not one to give advice. And by that, I mean I do give unsolicited advice almost every day of my life. Um, but let's just say, Armin, if Oprah gave you something to think about, you should probably think about it. Fair enough. By the way, that should be another segment we do, aside from irresponsible speculation, unsolicited advice. advice. Yeah. I feel like we do that without it being a segment. I'm just always telling people what to do, how to think, that they're wrong, you know, that type of stuff. We love telling celebrities what to do and how to think. Right. And as our target demographic for this podcast, being A-list celebrities, I think we're really making a difference. Isn't that funny how we talk about A-list celebrities and they listen to our podcast too? Yeah, and we didn't want that at first. We kind of wanted this to be like kind of just something for the people. But then, you know, obviously, you know, Brad and Angelina caught wind and then Mm -hmm. they kind of sent it to their friends who sent it to their friends. So now everyone listens. Beyonce and Jay-Z are no doubt listening to this, which is kind of a little aggressive. It's kind of like a little suck your own dick type thing. Um, But... 
you know, we'll take it. I guess we'll take the listeners. I would say it's the opposite. I think it's masochistic of them. I mean, they're listening to us break down their lives. Shout out to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Hey, girl. <laughs> uh, they may remember this moment since we're speaking to them. Let us know if you guys remember this. Um, they make their first red carpet appearance together at the 2004 MTV Video Music Awards. And they do it in matching outfits. How about that? Oof. I don't know how I feel about that, but... Oh, Google this, Rye. I want you to see how this looks right now, and I want your reaction for the podcast, because you're going to have quite the reaction. It's not the most flattering of looks, I would say. And listen, I'm no fashion police, all right? Fashion is not my gig. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I have to look at you every day. Wait, 2004? Google 2004 MTV Video Music Awards, Jay-Z, Beyonce, red carpet matching outfits. And he's wearing like a fedora? Yeah. Is there a tag on her shoe? (laughs) Is there? It's like matching, but it's not. I I guess they're not the best at fashion. Is that that a thing? I mean, Beyonce is, but I guess when she tries to dress with Jay-Z, it's just a fucking mess. Lesson for Beyonce, unsolicited advice here. Don't try to match with Jay-Z, please. And also, I'll just take it one step further. Don't try to, like, be with him. (laughs) No, they look terrible here. I like her outfit. I just don't like her hair. And Jay-Z looks terrible. Does he know what a tailor is? Like, why is he wearing pants that are seven sizes too big? He looks... He's dressed like the Chicago mayor who wears, like, ill-fitting suits. Lori Lightfoot? Yes. (laughs) Like the suit is fully made for someone a hundred pounds larger than him. That that was the fashion though in the mid two thousands. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, we lived through that. But here's the thing, Rye. Um, Get ready for this. Okay. They did not confirm their relationship at this time. Okay. This is what I find fascinating about Jay Z and Beyonce during this era. They're doing all this couple shit, but they refuse to call themselves a couple. Yeah. And I, I vividly know. remember this. I vividly remember because it was always like, so what's happening here? They're just going to do all the coupley shit, like sing Bonnie and Clyde together. Yeah. Go on the red carpet together, you know, be spotted probably having coffee together. All those sorts of things. But they North- just refuse to make it official. I mean, here's the thing. I and I know, you know, they they are famous, they're celebrities, they're performers, whatever. It comes with the territory, it comes with the job. Your life is on public display. You have to, like, kind of talk about your private life publicly. But at the same time, like, all right, who gives a fuck? Like, do they have to do, like, and I'm this is not the same, but I'm going to compare it because I'm allowed to. But it's the same it's not the same, but it's similar to, like, a gay person coming out. Like, do I have to sit down and tell every single fucking person that I'm gay? Like, no. You know that I'm fucking gay. Listen to my voice. Look at the shorts I'm wearing. Like, look at me make out with the boy. Like, that's me telling you're gay. I don't have to, like, fucking tell every single person that I interact with. Kind of this... I'm, I'm getting that vibe from them where it's like, all right, y'all, like, we're clearly together... Am I going to have to do a full interview about it? I don't want to. If you ask me about it, I don't want to talk about it. But we're clearly together. 
But you know what this actually does, funnily enough, and this may be a part of their motivations for staying silent, it actually fuels more interest. So if your aim is uh, to deflect interest and avoid conversations about your relationship, then you're not doing a good job as a celebrity by playing this whole cat and mouse game with the tabloids. You might as well just say, we're together. And then that ends all the speculation and that ends probably like 50% of the coverage, at least during this era, because 50% of the coverage is, are they together or are they not together? Yes and no, because I just think that once they announce it publicly, then now every story is about them as a couple. And whereas it's like, okay, we go to events together, we're getting coffee together, we're doing songs together. Yeah, there's speculation, but they still are their own entities where they can like, you know, every interview doesn't have to also be about the other person. And if they obviously are making it clear that they're not going to talk about it in interviews, then it's like, okay, well, then just don't bring it up. Fair Whereas, enough. Like, if they were to be like, we're together, then, like, every interview is going to ask them, a, like, it's going to focus on their relationship. And, like, their artists, their singers, their musicians, like, they don't necessarily want to talk about that. They are trying to carefully manage, you know, what people talk about in regards to them. And by only giving the information they want out there, they're managing it. Um, But I also think there is a little bit of a cynical ploy to generate interest in them. And they've obviously done a great fucking job of that. They've done a great job of both. Because other than surveillance footage of an elevator leaking about them, how many incidents have there been with Jay-Z and Beyonce where something about them has gone out there that's out of their control? None. None. No, I know. I mean, I I think they're really smart about how they present themselves like publicly and in interviews and stuff. So I think this was enough to keep people's attention, but without prying too much into their personal um, matters, which I think even post elevator incident, they've proven that they don't like their personal stuff out there. And their take was like, I'm not going to talk about it in the press. I'm just going to like write a whole fucking album about it. And Mm -hmm. that'll give you all the answers you need, which is like a take that I love from an artist. Um, Mm. Miley Cyrus famously did that with her bangers album. When her and Liam broke up, she said, I'm not going to talk about it, but you can listen to my album if you want all of my answers. And I don't know. I think it's a cool, it's like cool. Like you can be one of the, one of the most successful, famous people in the world but still keep a private life to some extent. But they've done a good job, I guess, of keeping a great team around them, being super media savvy, and really not letting a lot out, unless they want it out. Really, yeah. the elevator incident is the is the one thing that really they let slip. And we'll get to it, by the way. We'll get to it. Um, but by the way, speaking of that whole using your album to talk about your personal life thing, that theme started with Jay-Z and Beyonce as early as 2006. I mean, you could argue as early as 2002, 2003 with the Bonnie and Clyde and Crazy in Love thing. But with a little bit more of that like subtext um, where it's not so obvious, I'm crazy in love. In one song in 2006, uh, he said, I don't think it's meant to be B, but she loves her work more than she does me. And honestly, at 23, 
I would probably love my work more than I did she. So that fueled breakup speculation. And this is before they're ever really officially a couple. So there's the breakup speculation for a couple years. And then they finally officially get married on April 4th, 2008. 4-4-2008. They got married at a private ceremony at Jay-Z's Tribeca apartment. So random. Do you know the importance of 4-4? Like why why it's so important to them? You know how Jay-Z named his, his album 444? Um, no, I don't know why. They were both born on the fourth of the month. Of like different months. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, instead of exchanging rings, they got matching four tattoos on their uh, ring fingers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is my private information about them I don't want to hear about. Because I <laughs> that's tacky as shit. You're like, fuck, now I think Beyonce's corny. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, damn. Uh, I'm over her. She used to be so cool. Now she's lame as shit. I just, like, don't get the obsession with numbers. I have friends who are, like, obsessed with numbers. I'm like, it's just a number. <laughs> um, let's fast forward to January 7th, 2012. Blue Ivy is born that day. Uh, iconic queen. Really quick side note about Blue Ivy. Um, I remember I posted... <laughs> I posted something like when Blue Ivy was born and I was like, it's kind of stupid to name your kid after a, a color. And then I have a friend who commented and she was like, oh, um, dot, dot, dot. My friend's name was Gray. No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Shout out to Gray. And I was like, oh my God, babe, I'm so sorry. Like, I take it back. Like, your name's really cool. Right. You have a long history of uh, critiquing celebrity baby names. I didn't realize that was pre-Holly Shook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, you I just hate say, celebrity babies. I don't even think it's about the name. I think you just hate celebrity babies. I, I, I generally hate just, honestly, any baby. Um, but celebrity babies, I think so more so because I'm just like, okay, so you're already rich. Um, which is annoying to me because I actually have a job and I'm not rich. Um, right. You've been working 27 years towards fame and... and and counting yet a celebrity baby is instantly a celebrity like one could argue even famous before they're born oh no no that's what i mean like yeah. the moment of conception they are celebrity Here, and here's my thing with blue ivy i thought it was a really tacky name in the in the beginning like when they announced it now i love it i think it's iconic mostly just because blue is iconic she's a queen um that so song I, Blue on the Beyonce album? Exactly. Like, she's already a top-charting artist. Um, so I will say I had a change of heart with Blue. I love Blue Ivy. She's amazing. Also, it's not just Blue. It's the Blue Ivy. Yeah, Blue Ivy. I, like, love that. It's, right. like, it's such a pretty name. I just thought it was weird at first, but, like, you could argue that any celebrity kid's name that isn't, like, Scott... Is like gonna be weird at first. Why Scott? I don't know why Scott came to me first. Now like, Scott sounds like the strangest <laughs> name to me. It just seems like the most like bland name. I'm like Scott. Um, 
Okay, let's get to the incident. We've been dancing around it. I guess I have. I've barely done a thing, but yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to the fight. So let's talk basics real quick. The date was May 5th, 2014. Oh, the day that elevators were invented? How did you know? Yeah, I mean, I had never heard of one until last. Understandably, it wasn't invented yet. Yeah. The occasion, Met Gala, also invented that very same day. Everything was invented this day, by the way. Haven't the universe. Heard, haven't heard a peep about this event until since then. There is B-E-I, and then there's A-E-I. Elevator invention? Incident. Incident. Oh, God. <laughs> In, invention? We were just talking about Yeah, we were just talking about it. True, 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 true. Um, but yes, history is, is defined by this day. That's the demarcation, okay? There's before elevator incident, and then there's everything after it. We are living in the after, the A-E-I. Yeah, I can't even recall a single incident from B-E-I. <laughs> I know. I mean, that was decades ago. Decade. Uh, and by decade, I mean six years. It does feel like decades, though. It really fucking does. Um, it feels like a whole different world. Yeah. The occasion, Met Gala. To be specific, Met Gala after party. The location, the Standard Hotel in New York City. Now, I want to tell this story by the official timeline because this scandal actually took years to unfold in terms of revelations. Yeah. So I'd rather tell it by the way we all learned about it. Right. We're a historically accurate podcast, so it makes sense that we would do it in that way. Well, sometimes we'll include some, you know, information from later, like a, a revelation from a few years later in the middle uh, of telling the, the story of the scandal, as opposed to waiting until after the scandal happens. I like that we kind of switch it up, right? Yeah, you're also giving us way too much credit as if we ever think about any type of planning, producing, scheduling, anything. Oh, I do, right? I always think about how I'm going to lay out the storytelling of the scandal, because that's important. Every scandal needs its own storytelling. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do the exact same amount of work ahead of time as you do. Let's not get it twisted. I put a lot of thought into my stories of how I'm going to tell it, too. Do you not put any thought into how you're going to tell the story? I mean, you don't know the way I work, okay? I'm an artist. It kind of just comes to me in the moment. And by in the moment, I mean I'm Googling information as we record. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so this is how it all unfolds. One week after the incident, on May okay, 12th... Wait, 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 wait. Yes. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You just went on a whole tangent about yeah. how we were going to do this in the timeline order. Yeah. And your first... Fact is one week after the incident? Because <laughs> nothing happened until one week after the incident. No, this is what I mean. No, I'm going know, to tell the story by how how the story was told in public. That's what I meant. No, I get it. But come on. That's, that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> because TMZ breaks the story on May 12th, right? I get what you're saying. I'm just laughing. You're, you're so accidentally hilarious sometimes. <laughs> That's my favorite kind of hilarious. Okay, so TMZ breaks the story. <laughs> okay. On May 12th, 2014 at 8.22 a.m. Okay. By posting the surveillance footage of Solange <laughs> punching, 
pushing and kicking Jay-Z in the elevator at the Standard Hotel. It's funny, right? For all this talk about the elevator incident, I don't think we ever, during this podcast, detailed what actually happened during the elevator incident. Well, that's what happened. I remember the video like it was yesterday. I remember the video like it was six years ago. Like it was six years, two months, four days. <laughs> but actually. That was almost accurate. That was actually really scarily almost accurately to the day. Yeah. That, that was That's good, so, right? Just for reference, it is July 21st, 2020 right now. Your brain is working well despite the three glasses of wine. I know. I mean, the power that I hold inside of my head is insane. What kind of wine did you drink? We're not getting into it. <laughs> I have... a. I have a can of wine right now in my yes. hands. That's brain wine for you. I went to the lake yesterday. Okay, I brought a can of wine. I didn't drink it because I have self-control. Um, let's talk about the footage in more detail, especially for the people who haven't seen it yet. I do implore you to go watch it, though, uh, if, if you haven't seen it. Right, you've seen it. Obviously, I've seen it. I could, I could reenact the punch and kick if I wanted to. Oh, beautiful. Do it for me. I don't want to. Fair enough. So, Jay-Z, Solange, Beyonce, they're in an elevator. Solange is swinging at Jay-Z, pushing him. She starts kicking him. Beyonce is strangely off to the side in the corner, not really reacting. It's hard to see their faces. So, you don't really know, you know what she is saying, if anything. There is no sound. Right, so that's not helpful to us, but from that footage, which is you know from like the top right corner of the elevator, and it's it's black and white. It really looks like Beyonce is not really intervening. She's just watching everything unfold. My favorite part of the video is Beyonce's non-reaction. It's quite bizarre. It's um, so good. And like I said. Uh, Solange is just wailing at Jay-Z. They actually walk into the elevator and Solange appears to be yelling or screaming something at Jay-Z before hitting him. But again, you can't hear anything, but it does look like she is yelling something at him. And Jay-Z's not reacting that much. And even as he's getting hit, he's not reacting that much. Then their bodyguard starts to pull uh, Solange back, but she's, she's still like kicking at Jay-Z at one point, Jay-Z grabs Solange's foot while she's kicking him, but he never hits her or anything like that. He's just trying to get out of this mess. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Beyonce kind of seems to get in the middle of them, but she never appears to take a side. It's very hard to tell by the footage, right? She She's definitely not scolding anyone. She's also not, like, admonishing Jay-Z, like, if he did anything wrong, right? At this point, while you're watching this video for the first time, you're like, I don't really understand what's happening. And that was kind of everyone's reaction at the time. But, Rai, what was your reaction when you first watched this? I just love Beyonce's reaction because, to me, it's very... It gives me the idea that whatever Solange was saying and what she was doing was warranted. Yes, Be I think if it wasn't, Beyonce would have stepped in. And at the same time, by her not stepping in to stop it, I don't know, she gives it, it gives me this idea that, like, okay, like, Jay-Z deserves that, but, like, also, 
maybe Solange, you're going too far, but like, it's mm-hmm. not my job to like stop you either. You're allowed to have your own opinion. See, that's what I, makes it ambiguous, Rye. It, it's just as you described. It feels like she is giving Solange the okay to attack Jay-Z because she is not getting in the middle of it to stop Solange. But at the same time, it's ambiguous because she's not also screaming at Jay-Z. Right. And so I have this like, and this is maybe me being mature, but like, I don't know. I think when you get old, the older you get, the more you accept that everyone can have their own relationship and own kind of opinion on people in your life if that makes sense so like to me Solange was clearly upset at at Jay-Z for something he said or something he did whether Beyonce is just as upset at him for that or if she doesn't care about it or if it was something she was upset about but they've worked through it to me it was like okay it was Beyonce saying like all right Solange like you can have your emotions and you can take them out the way that you want because we're adults and you're allowed to have emotions and opinions about things that happen with my husband that are completely unrelated to me. Like, I don't know. I No, that's an interesting take. This is between yeah. them. That's Beyonce's mentality. This is between them. And I, that's the, to me, that's my favorite part about the incident because it's so true. Like if you're dating someone or, you know, siblings or even just like a tight, knit group of friends like someone can you know like i'm making up this example in my head but like if my brother would have a girlfriend and i hated his girlfriend i could hate his girlfriend but still love my brother and like my other siblings could like his girlfriend you know like you're allowed to have this own specific relationship with people in your life that doesn't affect the other person does that make sense oh absolutely but funnily enough everyone's instant reaction was to loop Beyonce into the drama. Right. And that was my reaction. So I'll tell you my reaction before we go forward in this story, my 2014 reaction. I instantly thought that it was because Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. So it's funny that a lot of people's natural instinct um, at the time was to loop Beyonce into into the narrative. It had to involve her in some way, right? Even though you you know that what you're saying is totally valid, Rai, like why couldn't it have been a purely Solange Jay-Z thing and the reason why Beyonce appears so nonchalant is because she's like this has nothing to fucking do with me. This is between them. And I love yeah. my husband, I love my sister. I don't want to get involved in this bullshit. It'd be different if some random ass girl was doing this to Jay-Z, like she would have stepped in. But if it's your sister, it's like, all right, girl, you do what you need to do. Like, I don't give a shit. But I think what fueled the speculation at the time that Jay-Z may have cheated. Now, there are multiple rumors, and I'll get into them. This is the irresponsible speculation historical scandal podcast here. Yeah. But when people were, were speculating at the time, they thought... Well, why would Solange be so passionately angry at Jay-Z? Because he is not a, a, a lover who scorned her because he's with her sister. So is the only thing that could get 
Solange so passionate about Jay-Z, a moment in which Jay-Z scorned Beyonce. That was my initial reaction. I was like, even though I'm saying like, yeah, it's between them, which it still is allowed to just be between them. I think that it had to be something that Jay-Z did to Beyonce that like Solange fucking pissed about. And like, I don't know, that's what sisters are for. Like, get fucking mad. Absolutely. Another interesting tidbit from the initial reporting, Solange and Beyonce leave together. Jay-Z leaves by himself. So after this whole fight in the elevator, Beyonce and Jay-Z aren't going home together. Yeah. Beyonce's going home with Solange. And I think that informed a lot of the speculation too. Yeah. Beyonce may not have gotten physically involved in the elevator. She was like, I'm going to let my sister do her thing and I'm not really going to protect Jay-Z, but I'm also not going to hit Jay-Z along with my sister. Um, I'm just going to kind of watch. At the end of the day, if she's going home with Solange and not her husband, that presumably means she is taking Solange's side. Yeah. I mean... In whatever happened. At this point, we have no fucking clue. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that... I said she wasn't taking sides, but I think that by not taking a side, she was taking Solange's side in a way, um, which I love and respect. So what happens next? Well, that same night, Jay-Z and Beyonce attend a Nets game together. The same night? The very same night that the surveillance footage was released, which is kind of crazy. Like To throw yourself out there that publicly to be on the sidelines, they were sitting courtside. Okay, yeah. So the night that the footage was released in my head, I was like, they went straight from the Met Gala to the Nets game? (laughs) What the heck time was this game at? Right, it's sort of confusing because the surveillance footage was from a whole week before. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But it wasn't released, obviously, uh, until May 12th. Yeah. So it's released that morning, and they still go to the Nets game, which I think is a media-savvy move. Totally. No, we're happy. We're fine. TMZ uh, reports that uh, Jay-Z and Solange went jewelry shopping on Tuesday, May 13th together. So mm. is that an apology jewelry shopping binge? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Jay-Z is worth a billion dollars. Here's the thing, too. I assume, you know, some drinks had been had at the Met Gala. They famously have alcohol there. It's not a sober event. And this is me maybe jumping ahead, but after all the speculation, we've all gotten into fights. We've all reacted stronger than we should have, especially if alcohol's involved and emotions run high and, you know, whatever. You're stuck in a four-by-four box that moves up and down. You know, that happens. So, like, even though it's so huge for us as plebeians, we have to, like, remember that even though they all seem non-human because they live this, like, extravagant lifestyle that we'll never understand, they still are human. They still can get into fights and make up and move forward, even within a week. So, like, Solange and Jay-Z ring shopping or jewelry shopping, like, you know, people fight. And then you give each other a call and apologize and you move on. But it must be so hard because this then became public speculation in the tabloids, so... I think that's an interesting part of looking at the macro view of this scandal. Jay-Z and Beyonce in particular are seen as infallible gods. 
but this was a crack right. in the armor, the rare crack. Yeah. And I think that really does add a different dynamic to this scandal as opposed to so many different scandals that we've covered, right? Like, yeah. Messy ass Hugh Grant getting a, a blow job, you know, from a prostitute cheating on Elizabeth Hurley. That feels so on brand for Hugh Grant. Yeah, totally. If not because the celebrity, you know, themselves has had a long career uh, of scandal, it may just be because they don't have this aura of invincibility. But we briefly covered, you know, their their careers, right? And how many hiccups are there, if any? Right? Like we talked about Beyonce, almost an infallible career. I don't think she's had an album that went bust. No. Every album a hit. So many hit singles. Uh, constantly atop the the charts. Constantly atop the Q ratings, right? Jay-Z, pretty similar. He's had a couple albums that were flops critically. But for the most part, a historic, prestigious uh, career in hip-hop. You know, he is he's up there. He is yeah. a legendary figure in music. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, where are the missteps? Personally, there haven't been any. So I think, yeah. you know, just to your point, right, these things, when you start to look at it on a more granular level, it's like, okay, like oh, there was a little fist fight. Yeah. Big fucking deal. But their aura going into it, adds to how the scandal was perceived. I mean, it was so salacious. It was so yeah. big. And especially when we start to get into the rumors and, and what may have fueled right this fight, the mystique of, of them starts to go away a little bit. But then at the same time, it starts to build a new mystique, I think, and a new legend about them um, as we get into how they... they kind of turn this scandal into something that really benefits their at, at least their artistic careers oh totally mm-hmm. i'm not a, i don't like follow jay-z's like career in music but like as a beyonce fan like we got some of her best stuff after this absolutely so let's go back to may 13th i found an article that was running through some theories on the rap I'll read a few of them. One, Solange is jealous of Beyonce. She wants a Beyonce-sized career, but Jay-Z isn't willing to make it happen. Boo. Canceled. That theory is canceled. That one is ridiculous. It's clearly unhinged. um, Totally fabricated. But you have the Daily Mail reporting that an anonymous source citing an anonymous family friend says that the fight is a result of pent-up frustration that Solange has been harboring because Jay-Z won't produce her album. It's also obnoxious as fuck to think that some guy needs to make an already extremely successful women's career more successful. That is misogyny at its best. Beyonce didn't use Jay-Z to become who she is. Solange didn't use Jay-Z to become who she is. No. I hate this. Yeah, that one is so out of left field. I don't think it's at all. Like, it's not a career thing. It's a personal thing, this whole fight. So, like, let's move on from that idea. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Uh, Solange wouldn't get that way over her career. That's very weird. Then there was this one, which has persisted, actually, through the years. Strangely, I find it to also not be credible. But here you go. Jay-Z 
was pissed at Solange. So this is Jay-Z being pissed at Solange for letting her friends use his name to get into the party. And then Solange got pissed at Jay-Z because he wanted to attend Rihanna's party without Beyonce. This is so convoluted. It doesn't really make sense. But this has persisted through the years. I've seen, I saw this rumor in my research on multiple outlets. Stupid. Uh, then there was this vague theory that it's a feud between Solange and Beyonce and Jay-Z just got caught in the middle of it. What are they, like, what's the feud about? There is no evidence aside from Instagram evidence, which I'll get into, but basically Solange deleted some photos of Beyonce. And because of that, there was a theory that this fight was actually about Solange feuding with Beyonce and not with Jay-Z. Nah, I don't buy it. Weak. Totally weak. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce and Solange was mad. That's the theory. That's the real last theory. I was going to save it, but yeah, you just put it out there. That's the theory. Jay-Z I mean, cheated on Beyonce. Fucking bush here. Yeah, let's not beat around the bush. Um, some more stuff uh, worth mentioning, I guess, um, just to get a sense of, of the reaction from the fans. Hashtag what Jay-Z said to Solange began trending on Twitter, according to a, a Time article uh, on May 18th. Um, I don't remember that trending. Um it seems kind of weird because it's like, well, what if he did something, not said something? And uh, I think that's what happened. But yeah. that was a hashtag. Also, at the time, BuzzFeed wrote a list of the times that Solange had gotten confrontational in public, suggesting that the incident could merely be a Solange problem. And in fact, I found many publications suggesting that Solange was crazy or had anger issues or was unhinged. Which is total bullshit. And classic, classic media always having to go with the woman is crazy refrain. Right. So, And there were a few examples, and they were all so mild in my view. I don't even want to run through them. It was like her in a local interview saying that the introduction of her was not professional. Um, an- another time where she had a little falling out with uh, Dev Hines. So nothing major, but they're using that to say, maybe Solange is just crazy, and, and that's why this happened. No explanation. She's just someone who would start, you know, physically wailing on Jay-Z. No, it's stupid. I hate all of these theories. The Standard Hotel releases a statement very quickly on May 12th. They said, quote, we are shocked and disappointed that there was a clear breach of our security system and the confidentiality that we count on providing our guests. We are investigating with the utmost urgency the circumstances surrounding the situation and, as is our customary practice, will discipline and prosecute the individuals involved to our fullest capacity. So they're pissed. And, and I get it because uh, they're probably thinking, shit, are we going to get the same amount of you know A-list celebrity business if they're thinking... Their crazy-ass elevator footage is just going to get leaked the next next day? Right. That's not a good PR move for them. Not at all. On May 15th, 2014, the hotel employee that leaked the footage got fired. (sighs) They found out who it was? They found out who it was. The, The Standard Hotel confirmed that they identified and fired the person who leaked the security footage. The Standard Hotel also said 
that the individual was, quote, responsible for breaching the security policies of the hotel and recording the confidential CCTV video released by TMZ. They went on to say that, quote, all available information will be handed over to criminal authorities. Right, row. According to the New York Post, Rai, the video sold for up to $250,000. So the one employee got that much money for it? That's worth getting fired over, Rai. Oh, bitch, I would do it. I'd go to jail for a year for that. Like, bye. <laughs> like, no, I'm down. 250k, but you have to go to jail for a year. I don't know. Maybe if it's like, if it's Felicity Huffman jail, eleven days, maybe. Yeah, but like, no, I don't know. That's a lot of money. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Jail isn't nice. Jail isn't fun. I've watched Orange Is the New Black. Okay, it looks pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into the Instagram. PR of this all. Uh, Solange, immediately after uh, the, the surveillance footage is leaked, appears to do an Instagram purge of Beyonce, except for keeping one photo. However, some outlets like BuzzFeed refuted this. Other outlets like The Cut did seem to confirm that Solange did a purge of, of Beyonce from her Instagram. Okay. I couldn't find exactly one story on this. And I did find some articles, obviously, referring to the purge and wondering if that was evidence of Solange and Beyonce feuding. On May 14th, Beyonce posted four pictures of her and Solange together. I feel like I remember that. So that's a lot. Um, that's it's doing a lot of compensating. Um, but again, this is Instagram PR. Uh, one was of them hugging each other on stage. Another uh, was of them posing and smiling at an, at an event. Another was of them smiling in a truck with Beyonce leaning her head on Solange's shoulder. And another was of them together doing like a high kick pose, smiling and laughing at Coachella. I love your descriptions of the photo. I actually wrote those myself. I didn't, you know, copy and paste that from somewhere. Yeah, I'm proud. Yeah, thank you. The next day on May 15th, 2014, this is a Thursday, Solange posts a hashtag throwback Thursday of her and Beyonce from when they were young kids. They look about eight and four years old. Okay. So that happens too. So this is all a part of the Instagram PR Mm -hmm. where they are clearly trying to convey that they're cool. They're still sisters who love each other and are best friends. Yep. Then, on May 15th, 2014, we get the first official statement from Jay-Z and Beyonce and Solange. They release a joint statement as a family to the Associated Press. It says, quote, As a result of the public release of the elevator security footage from Monday, May 5th, there has been a great deal of speculation about what triggered the unfortunate incident. But the most important thing is that our family has worked through it. Jay and Solange each assume their share of responsibility for what has occurred. They both acknowledge their role in this private matter that has played out in public. They both have apologized to each other, and we have moved forward as a united family. The reports of Solange being intoxicated or displaying erratic behavior throughout that evening are simply false. At the end of the day, families have problems, and we're no different. 
We love each other, and above all, we are family. We've put this behind us and hope everyone else will do the same. End quote. Great statement. Great statement. Excellent statement. And and Rye, to your earlier point, they do such a good job of ultimately conveying that we're fucking normal people. Yeah. When shit hits the fan like this. Because, like, don't get it twisted. They also love to play into the role of two of the gods and goddesses of of the current cultural moment. All of the sort of grandiose imagery and photo shoots and, you know, documentaries that they put out about their lives, right? It's not that they don't acknowledge their place in the zeitgeist. Yeah. But ultimately, they are people. They are humans. And they have shit. And they're fallible. Uh, they just happen to be incredibly wealthy and incredibly popular and beloved and worshipped people, too. So when they need to leverage the worship to put out their art, they do it. But if anything like this ever happens, and like we've said, it doesn't really happen, but when it happens, they go, hey, guys, at the, they literally say, quote, at the end of the day, families have problems and we're no different, end quote. And that's the fucking truth of it. Yeah. And I think that like something about them, whether it be their early beginnings of like kind of being less public and whatever, something about their whole existence allows that statement to be made in a non-ironic, non-like pretentious way. Like I, I hear that statement and I'm like, you know what? That's, you're right. And that's a great statement and I believe it and I support it and I've moved on. And I'll record a podcast about it six years from now. <laughs> but like, yeah, they they have this weird, like, holier-than-thou presence when it comes to, like, them as artists. But like, I weirdly enough always, and once again, I don't really think about Jay-Z almost ever. But like, I weirdly enough do have this very human, like, outlook on Beyonce. And even though she's, like, otherworldly when she's performing, like... I don't know. I always just thought of her as like a normal gal in a weird way. Uh, Maybe by not presenting too much outside of their art, it allows you to maintain that, that sense of normality with them because they aren't like a David Geffen posting that massive, massive, massive yacht photo. Right. Right. Where, and then people go, Oh my God, you are so unrelatable. You aren't a part of a family who has problems. That's no different because it's the middle of a pandemic and you're posting a photo of your massive yacht as right. if nothing's happening. Right. I guess they do some, somehow through these little actions and words convey that sense of, yeah, we're just like you. And by the way, how can you disagree with that? Yeah. You know, human beings are human beings. Now the conditions are vastly fucking different, but guess what? I mean, human drama is pretty consistent on an emotional level. Like I said, the conditions could change and that does impact the psyche, the emotions and, and, and everything in between. Like, let's use, for example, if you're somebody who can't afford to pay your rent in the next month, right? That is a very, very difficult life experience. That's very, that is very, very common. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Not an experience that Beyonce and Jay-Z are going through. Right. Um, but stuff like you know, family friction, that is universal. 
Yeah. At the at the core, the human experience is, is very universal. What changes is, like, our surroundings and circumstance. Absolutely. But, like, pretty much everyone has to deal with the same emotions to some extent, even if the situation that you experience them is different. And I think we forget that sometimes, whether we're talking about celebrities or we're talking about, you know, people in the neighborhood next to you. We all are dealing with the same shit. I think, not to make it too topical, but the coronavirus pandemic hopefully has opened people's eyes to that, that, like, cross the board, we're all in the same boat, and, I don't know, have a little bit of empathy for people in, in situations that are tough. And, like, nobody wants to get into a kicking, screaming, punching match in an elevator, whether you're billionaires or not. But, you know, shit like that happens sometimes. Kind of like a lot of us, you know, when someone cheats on you, you get fucking pissed. Or when someone cheats on a really good friend of yours, or in this case, a family member, you get really fucking pissed. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly because, you know. Irresponsible speculation, but to a certain extent. Exactly. Um, let's get into uh, the irresponsible speculation on the theory that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. Let's do it. With Gwyneth Paltrow. How did you know? No, I'm kidding. There's literally a TikTok that is a theory that it's that Gwyneth Paltrow is Becky with the good hair, and I will send it to you. It's mind-blowing. What? Okay, I did not see that in preparation for this podcast. Now I feel like I didn't do my homework. Okay, well, I famously downloaded TikTok like two weeks ago, and it was one of the first videos I saw, and it's wild. It's And TikTok, to me, it is proven fact at this point. Becky with the good hair is Gwyneth Paltrow. Wait, can you give me this theory? I can't even, like, remember it off the top of my head, but essentially, like, Gwyneth Paltrow and Beyonce have been friends for years, 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 years. And then there was, like, something that happened, and then after the elevator incident, there's, like, no recorded evidence of them hanging out anymore. And there's, like, a thousand million pictures beforehand. And then, like, after that elevator incident, they, like, haven't been seen publicly together. And there's, like, more that went into it, but, like... That was a big, a big point. <laughs> That's fascinating. Um, I and, have a different uh, theory for who Becky with the good hair is. It's the more common theory. Okay, really quickly, the one more thing that I remember is that um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin divorced very soon after this incident. Oh, that could all just be a coincidence, though. Hello, we're doing irresponsible speculation right now, okay? True. It should be irresponsible. The more irresponsible, the better the speculation. Exactly. But I have some speculation from 2014 that ends up being recurring speculation. And a lot of people uh, find the dots connecting from this initial report to make the most amount of sense. So let's start from this e-online piece that says that according to a source, Jay-Z and Rachel Roy, you've heard of Rachel Roy, right? I think so. Okay, Rachel Roy is who most people believe Becky with the good hair is. Okay, then yes, I know who that is. Rachel Roy, former creative director of Rock Aware. Mm. That matters. That's the Jay-Z connection. Rachel Roy and Jay-Z were supposedly uncomfortably flirty at the Met Gala after party. This was reported the week of May 12th. Okay. Uh, the source revealed that the flirting was a thread through the night, but it 
elevated during the after party at the Boom Boom Room, a rooftop bar at the Standard Hotel. Then an insider said, quote, at the gala, Rachel was being flirtatious with Jay. Once everyone was at the Boom Boom Room for the after party, her flirtations were elevated. Then the insider said, quote, Beyonce approached Rachel to let her know the behavior was disrespectful and she wanted her out of their lives for good. Solange came over to have her sisters back and things got heated with her and Rachel. Jay said some disrespectful things to Beyonce and Solange as the confrontation was going down. That's why all hell broke loose in the elevator and why Beyonce just stood back and let Solange hit Jay, end quote. Out of girl, Beyonce. Then on May 15th, we get a report from the New York Daily News. And it says, quote, Rachel is a little too close to Jay-Z. Solange doesn't like it. And Beyonce doesn't like it. Also, according to the source, Solange told Rachel Roy that, quote, anyone who gets close to Jay has to be warned and deal with her as a sister. So Solange is super protective of Beyonce, right? Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the impetus for what went down, according to this source. Now, let's talk a little bit about Damon Dash. Do you know Damon Dash? No. Record executive, former best friend of Jay-Z, co-created Rock Aware with Jay-Z, but also had a major falling out with Jay-Z. Okay. Damon Dash is important because he is also the ex-husband of Rachel Roy. Okay. Before I get into a little bit uh, more on that, Damon Dash, after all this went down, said, quote, I am actually impressed with Solange's independent spirit. She seems like a fighter, end quote. So sort of interesting that Damon Dash is, you know, jumping in on all this and and making a comment. Um, That's not the only comment he would make, but I really, really, really want to quickly get into their, uh, into Jay-Z and Damon Dash's feud because it could inform this incident. So, so when it comes to Jay-Z and Damon Dash's feud, nobody knows why they really had a falling out. But one of the major rumors was that Jay-Z was going after one of Dash's girlfriends at the time. Now, we know that their relationship ended in 2004. We don't know, you know who the girl was officially. However, according to their friend, producer and filmmaker Choke No Joke, he says, quote, both Jay and Dame was involved with a certain R&B singer who I'm not going to say her name out of respect because she ain't around to defend herself. But I believe that was a part of the friction, end quote. Because Damon Dash dated Aaliyah from 2000 to basically when, when she died in 2001, people believe that this fight started over Aaliyah. Even though they didn't end up breaking, you know, their friendship until 2004, people think that it started with Aaliyah. Okay. It's interesting. Now you have Rachel Roy, an ex of Damon Dash's, involved in this potential scandal where it looks like Jay-Z is courting Rachel Roy. Is Jay- Does Jay-Z have a thing for Damon Dash's girlfriends and exes well that or like he was doing out of vengeance of like trying to be like you know all territorial and 
masculine, like, I can take your girl too, bitch. For a second time. For a second time, yeah. Although there's no uh, confirmation that, you know, Jay-Z got with Aaliyah or anything like that. We don't know. Um, Poor Aaliyah. Yeah. And and Jay-Z was with Beyonce at that time, which is interesting. Yeah. During the time that Damon Dash was with Aaliyah, according to Beyonce, Jay-Z and Beyonce had already started dating. Yeah. Shady shit there. Now, here's what's interesting. So, you brought up um, Vengeance, right? Yeah. On May 27th, Damon Dash talked about the elevator incident. And he said, quote, If Jay-Z was trying to haul at my wife, though, that's kind of fucked up. But I don't think he was doing that. That would be bad. That would be dark. That means he really has some resentment. But I would hope that wouldn't be the case, end quote. The interesting thing about Damon Dash's quote there, Rai, he doesn't seem to think that it's out of the realm of possibility that Jay-Z would do this. Yeah. He's like, I don't think he is doing it, but he's not totally dismissive of it. He's not like, oh, there's no fucking way that would happen. That's impossible. Yeah. There's almost some level of validation here by the way he talks about it. And I actually watched the video. And it's interesting. Well, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have said anything if he didn't think it was possible. True, true. Like unless he was dismissing it, like I said. Like, what if he gave a very hard dismissal? It's impossible. Well, yeah. He would never go after Rachel Roy. If he was dismissing it, he would have he would have said he would have just made one state one sentence and shut it down. But he didn't do that, so he has to believe there's an ounce of possibility to it at least. A few months after the incident, um, Solange made her first personal reference to the incident. In public, she said, quote, what's important is that my family and I are all good. What we had to say collectively was in the statement that we put out, and we all feel at peace with that. Um, then uh, Beyonce's father had some shit to say. And you know about Beyonce's father, right? Yeah. Major falling out with uh, Beyonce. Um, they had a rocky you know, relationship. But this is what um, Matthew Knowles had to say at the time. Quote, I know... Because we've done this, from experience, there's a tour going on, so you sometimes have to ignite that tour. It's called a Jedi mind trick. The Jedi mind trick fools you a lot, end quote. So he is implying that the fight in the elevator was staged. He's unhinged and unwell. Using Jedi mind trick as a real explanation for something is a sure sign that this man should not be speaking publicly. He was asked if he thought that they ha- they leaked the footage themselves. He said, quote, all I know is the Jedi mind trick. Everyone's talking about it. Ticket sales went up. Solange's album sales went up 200%. Yes, Solange. Um, Beyonce addressed the drama for the first time in a remix of her song Flawless, right? So classic Beyonce and Jay-Z, right? They They love to address their private lives through their music. Like I said, this is dating back to 2006. Uh, She said in the new verse on the remix, quote, but no, we escalating up in this bitch like elevators. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on an elevator. Of course, sometimes shit down down when it's a billion dollars on an elevator. Haha, goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. That's an iconic line. 
All right, let's talk the immediate aftermath of this scandal. Uh, like Matthew Knowles said, um, there was the On the Run tour kicking off uh, that very same summer. So uh, on June 25th, 2014, Beyonce and Jay-Z launched their On the Run tour. Um, but where things got interesting was on June 28th um, because Beyonce changed the lyrics to a few of her songs, which uh, seemed to indicate a little bit um, something about the elevator fight. So here is one of the changes. So the previous line was, quote, I'll always remember feeling like I was no good, like I couldn't do it for you like your mistress could, end quote. So that's, that's already referring to mistresses, right, mm-hmm. in the original Lyric, But then Beyonce made a change, and a lot of people picked up on it. She said, quote, I'll always remember the feeling like I was no good, like I couldn't do it for you like that whack bitch could, end quote. So people picked up on that because they were like, huh, that's a little more pointed. That's a little more angry. That's not, you know, abstract. Or I guess mistress is very specific, right? But... At the same time, there is a level of, of passion and anger to calling the mistress a whack bitch. Maybe, maybe speaking to the fact that the mistress has become a reality instead of maybe just a uh, concept for a song, right? So people are starting to think, wait, maybe the rumors of Jay-Z cheating are true. But remember, yeah. those are just rumors and it's allegedly. Th- then she also changes these lyrics. She says, quote, been riding with you for six years. I got to look at her in her eyes and see she's had half of me, end quote. She changes that to been riding with you for 12 years. I got to look at her in her eyes and see she's had half of me. She ain't even half of me. That bitch will never be, end quote. Again, it just feels a little bit more intense, a little bit more pointed. So people are starting to say that maybe Jay-Z's alleged uh, affair is not so alleged. That line is very true, though. She'll never be half of you, Beyonce. I doubt even a quarter. Right. Like that's that's even giving her too much credit. But then we got a blind item from Blind Gossip, a uh, gossip website. If you couldn't tell, got it. Apparently, this source predicted Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes's divorce. They were then predicting that. Jay-Z and Beyonce were done, that they were splitting up, they were going to get divorced, but they had a whole process. They're on this tour and whatnot, so they they couldn't divorce immediately, but they were going to start separating and ultimately end things. Uh, the New York Post followed up that piece with their own report, basically saying the same thing, uh, that Jay-Z and Beyonce are done, and actually divorce speculation um, would go on for for quite a while. But nothing is officially revealed, really ever. But... (laughs) Really ever, though. No, really. Um, Nothing is really officially revealed. But two years later, we do get our first possible hint at what happened. Do you know know what that's with, Ryan? Should I do a little drum roll? Just a little album... From what I've heard, she released an album. A small little album. That like one or two people kind of like said was good, but I don't think that many people paid attention to it. I mean, it didn't even 
Grammy, so not a lot of attention was paid to it. Um it was called what was it called again? Or orange juice? Um it was like lime, no, um pina colada? Pina? No, no, no. No, no, no. Tangerine juice? Oh my god, tang. It was called tang. No, it was something different. It was um, you know what? No one's gonna even remember this album in a no year or two. Oh, um, oh, it was Lemonade. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't that big though, so it's it's just hard to remember. Yeah, and like stupid name, stupid name. What kind of name is that? Not iconic at all. No, no one ever thinks about Beyonce's Lemonade when they say Lemonade. But in real seriousness. I was at the club in downtown LA when this dropped and I remember leaving early so that we could go home and watch it. No way. Yeah. And I was really fucking drunk. I like, I should have not watched it then. Cause I don't remember <laughs> every detail. I did watch it again the next day, but um, yeah, I remember when it got released, we were out, we were out at the club. I remember I was out with friends too. Uh, it's near my birthday. Um, that yeah. this album came out. It came out on uh, April 23rd, 2016. And we were out and we came home and we started to watch it as well. Isn't that funny? So everyone was drunk watching Lemonade for the first time is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Basically. And this album was uh, so uh, informative to at least the elevator fight, right? Obviously, it informed a whole damn lot. It's a, it's a great album. We're not here to talk about the album as a whole, to review it, to critique it. I'm just going to pull out the elements that people said may have referred to the events leading up to the elevator fight, right? Because obviously the elevator fight is still a mystery to this day, by the way. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. But there is a lot of connecting the dots. And that's what happens, by the way, when you have a rabid fan base like the Bayhive. Is it Bayhive or Beehive? I call it Beehive. I don't know. I call it Beehive, and then I call it Bayhive. I I can't make a decision. There's too much indecision here. It's not our. It's not our space to decide. It's not. It's it's the it's the Bee Bayhive. Decision. Yeah, so they can choose. It's their space. Um, but but yeah, when you have such dedicated fans like that, right? They are going to look through every last bit of evidence, like fucking Detective Columbo. Yeah, you know, and that's the beauty of it, right? And and that is what you know, uh, fuels Beyonce's stardom, that sort of worship. Yeah. Beyonce revels in it, no doubt about it. Um, But it does also lead to this sort of fervor that leads to, uh, you know, what really happens next, which is that the fans pour through this album, right? I mean, they look through it with a fine-tooth fucking comb. Um, and a lot of it is, by the way, overt, right? Like at one point, she does say straight up, "quote Are you cheating on me?" And quote, yeah, yeah, it doesn't take a lot of deciphering there. It's not like this crazy code, not like a metaphor. Every line, <laughs> right? And at another point, she says, "I regret the night I put that ring on." Yeah, iconic. Right. Uh, she says at one point, "You try this shit again, you're gonna lose your wife." And remember, this is a visual album, so you have important visual cues she takes off her wedding ring doesn't have on her wedding ring for a large portion of it not until the end she actually puts it back on um that's when she's like actually like with jay-z again right and she's she talks about forgiveness i think the song is actually called forgiveness 
then there's also obviously the iconic line on Sari where she says, "He better call Becky with the good hair." Yeah, iconic. But there there is a lot in in this album, right? We're not we're not gonna um, act like this album was just about the elevator fight. Yeah, and I just think the album obviously is amazing just musically, but it like we said does tell a story, and I think that it was her answer to all the speculation and. To me, that's just, I've already said it. That's the best way to do it. Here's my album. If you have any questions, listen to the album. It should answer them. If you still don't get it, then you're a fucking idiot. And like, you're not worth me even worrying about. Right. And, and all our talk about, you know, Beyonce being so private and, and not being um, very transparent, you know, for, for all that talk, it is important to acknowledge that, especially later in her career, Beyonce has you know, through her music, been raw and vulnerable and honest and transparent, right? I think earlier in her career, if we're being honest, at least this is my view and tell me if I'm wrong, she was a little bit more mainstream, pop hits, bangers. But I think the turning point, at least for me, as someone who more casually listens to Beyonce, I'm not a super fan. Um, I think the turning point was the Beyonce self-titled album. Yeah, I mean, she becomes more autobiographical, I think, where she used to be more general pop songs um, that still, like, had meaning and I'm sure were very personal to her, but it wasn't, like, about her story specifically. And I feel like, yeah, like, her self-titled plus Lemonade, it's like, all right, bitches, this is my story, which is great. Because you didn't... are, like, mainstream pop songs. Right. She somehow, again, marries the two, which is incredible, but... You know, before that era, she didn't really talk about her sex life that deeply. She wasn't known for that. She, Beyonce actually wasn't hypersexualized in, in the way that a lot of other young artists were at the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with the self-titled album, there's Partition and other songs on that album where she's very open about yeah. her sex life with Jay-Z. Right? And then yeah. you have Lemonade, which I think goes more uh, deeply into the totality of their relationship, right? The ups and the downs. Obviously, yeah. and a part of that, people speculate, um, is uh, the events leading up to the elevator fight, right? Yeah, and I wonder if she would have put out that album had the elevator thing not happened. Who knows? And again, this is pure speculation because we don't actually know if the elevator fight was about Jay Z's infidelity. Now, we basically know that. There was some Jay-Z infidelity, allegedly, yeah. uh, because that's what, you know, Lemonade um, is, you know, about significantly, right? Um, but we don't know for sure if the elevator fight had to do with, you know, Jay-Z's affair. Yeah. But, like, come on, let's connect the <laughs> dots here. Like, it just happens to be that Jay-Z cheated, but then there was also some very dramatic physical altercation between Solange and Jay-Z unrelated. Like we said, what makes the most amount of sense? Occam's razor, right? The simplest answer is the answer. The explanation for Solange getting so mad mad at Jay-Z that makes the most sense is that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, which we know is probably true (laughs) because of Lemonade. It's almost all but true, yeah. Um, and Solange was fucking pissed because he betrayed her sister. 
And yeah. she loves her sister. And they've talked about that a lot. I found so many quotes about their relationship and how much they love each other. Solange was standing up for Beyonce, most likely, for some reason. And then with yep. Lemonade, we basically get a confirmation that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, put two and two together. That was allegedly, most likely, <laughs> the yeah. impetus for the elevator fight. It's almost ridiculous to think otherwise at this point. And Beyonce is smart enough to know that that's what that's the connection people are going to make. And I don't know. I just think she handled it really well. And she made her one statement as a joint group and then said, hold on, let me fucking make an iconic album and visual album, but not tell anyone and have nobody know that it's happening and then release it and then just like shake everyone's world. And it worked. Right. I know you have your Gwyneth Paltrow theory, but to further solidify the Rachel Roy theory, Right after Lemonade's release, Rachel Roy Instagrammed a photo with the caption, quote, good hair, don't care, but we will take good lighting for selfies or self-truths. Always live in the light. Hashtag no drama queens, end quote. (laughs) I hate her. She's too desperate. (laughs) Good hair, don't care, right? I mean... She should have said great hair if she really wanted it to be good. True. If she really wanted a good Instagram caption, she would have said great hair, don't care. Could that be anything other than a confirmation that she is Becky with the good hair? Yeah. No, it's it's fully confirmation. And she knows what she's doing. Once again, these girls are smart. Okay. They all know what they're doing. Uh, To me, Jay-Z's the only idiot in the situation. Needless to say, the Beehive came after her big time. Um, she actually had to make her Instagram private for a while. LOL. But on April 24th, so the very next day, she tweeted, after all that drama, uh, quote, I respect love, marriages, families, and strength. What shouldn't be tolerated, no matter what, is bullying of any kind. I mean, then why'd you post the picture, girl? What were you expecting? <laughs> You're like asking to be bullied yeah. by one of the most rabid fan bases when you post that Literally. photo. Come on. She's like, don't do it though. <laughs> be honest with yourself. Then you would have stayed silent, honey. It's like, I'm just going to mock Beyonce with my pretty significant platform and not expect Beyonce's fans who worship and adore her to come after me. It's just not going to happen. She has 407,000 followers, right? Rachel Roy. She didn't expect the word to get around that she was talking shit. She just had a small private Instagram account that blew up. It was just a coincidence that she referred to her hair as good. She's like, I should have done this two days ago. No one would have known. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That wasn't the only time, though, that that this scandal would be referenced through music, right? Dear Lord. (laughs) It just never stops with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh, On the 444 album. You know that one, right? No. The Jay-Z album? I don't listen to him. Well, that album came out on June 30th, 2017. On the first track, Kill Jay-Z, he says, quote, You egged Solange on, knowing all along, all you had to say you was wrong. You almost went Eric Benet. Let the baddest girl in the world get away. I don't even know what else to say. Never go, Eric Benet. So that almost seems like a sort of tacit admission that yeah. Jay-Z cheated? 
I mean, let's stop pussyfooting around here. He cheated. They both have acknowledged it. Everybody knows that happened. Allegedly. No, I'm not even going to say allegedly anymore. <laughs> it happened. They talk, She wrote a whole song about it, multiple songs about it. Like, the end of Lemonade, they talk about how they're, like, fucking meant to be, no matter what happens. They're, like, going to be together because no one else could be with them, which is true. How else does someone start dating Beyonce? I respect it. I'm like, look, I respect that they can admit that this happened and that it's nobody's business but their own. And shit happens. You know, people cheat. Couples go through ups and downs. They just happen to be one of the most famous couples in the world. And no one will understand the relationship. Nobody will get their life. But if they can address it and they can move on and they can give us good music while they do it, all the better yeah i mean hey if jay-z doesn't cheat on beyonce do we get lemonade exactly i mean i'm grateful thank god he's a little piece of shit because lemonade's amazing and by the way rye to be fair it's not only celebrities that we gossip about people gossip about their friends cheating too it's not like people uh, are biased and it's not like people particularly pick on celebrities in in that respect all people pretty much gossip about all fucking things. And when uh, one of your couple friends goes through an affair, everyone's fucking talking about it. I've never talked about a friend behind their back in my whole life, so I don't know what you're talking about. But if it makes you sleep better at night to tell yourself that, then good for you. <laughs> I'm just saying, gossip about cheating and uh, extramarital bullshit is not specific to celebrity. Yeah, it's common fair. What else do we do? We're bored. We're bored. Um, a couple more quotes, though, from uh, the album, from Jay-Z's album. Quote, I apologize, often womanize, took for my child to be born, see through a woman's eyes. End quote. Another one. Quote, yeah, I'll fuck up a good thing if you let me. Let me alone, Becky. End quote. Damn, Becky. All but confirmed. I mean, it's all, it's fucking confirmed. I'm over this. Like, I'll let you, like, let's call it what it is. Well, right. I mean, that's basically all I have on this scandal. All? <laughs> that seemed like a lot of stuff. <laughs> I wanted to go uh, in depth on this one. No, it's true. I mean, I think the severity of the scandal also lends to the fact that they have such a, history and they have such a presence in the cultural zeitgeist as you would say i think if this happened to somebody else like if this was a justin bieber Haley baldwin you know some other person if it happened to them in an elevator we'd be like oh ha, huh, that's crazy and then like move on after a day you know oh yeah that's I, just like another bieber thing it's right. really nothing special no, it's like we That's said earlier, like, there's a mystique around Jay-Z and Beyonce, which they have helped craft. It's not just yeah. of our own doing. Uh, they want you to believe that they are amongst the gods. Yeah. Um, but they're people, but, like they uh, say too. <laughs> like they like I, to remind us. I think that this little, you know, in the grand scheme of things, very small, insignificant incident seemed so crazy just because of who they were before, who they are now, you know, it... It was a cultural impact. It was huge. And it I think it it stayed huge because it lent us this music and the the new albums and all the stuff. 
where they clearly discuss what was going on. Yeah. Uh, again, I think they have done a good job of putting it behind them, uh, in part because of the music, in part because they are still together. They've had twins since. Solange has put out a couple great albums since. They've yeah. all moved forward, and uh, they may be better than ever. I would agree. I feel like they are better than ever, which is inspirational, if you will. Yeah, so don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a setback. Don't They've call been it there a for years. Never left. Never fucking left. Well, right. I don't have anything more for you. I think I covered it all. I think so too. I am going to listen to Lemonade tomorrow. I've decided. Going to go back to that path. Um, maybe do some, maybe have a Beyonce day tomorrow. You know what? Me too. I'm going to listen to the Beyonce self titled album. Okay. I like that album. We love that for you. Everyone has their own album. I like that one too. You know, maybe I'll just start from the beginning. Oh, from the beginning, beginning? Yeah, why not? Dangerously in love? Yeah, why not? Fuck, I'll go back to Destiny's Child days if I gotta. Ooh, okay. I'm feeling inspired. Say my name, yep. say my name. Armin, um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for taking us on this journey. It was a journey unlike one I've ever been part of. Um, and, you know, we'll we'll continue saying allegedly till the day we die, I think, with this one allegedly forever everyone thanks for riding on this uh elevator with us uh it's been a great fucking time and uh i can't wait until the next historic uh scandal ride that's up to you oh god pressure's on how do i follow a beast like that i already had some ideas actually while we were talking about this um but thank you so much Armin. you did amazing thank you right thanks for joining us everyone bye